Hi, I'm Allie. And I'm Noelle. And And we're we're licensed licensed to gossip. Get ready for a juicy breakdown of pop culture and the law with two attorney besties. We won't be giving any legal advice, but we are here to have a good time. So let's get into it. Here we are. Yes. (laughs) Episode four. Yes. So excited. So excited for this one. Noelle, let's just jump into it. Let's get started. What the fuck happened last week? Well, on a personal note, I became obsessed with Daisy Jones and the Six over the last week. I briefly mentioned it in our Elvis episode because Riley Keough, Elvis's granddaughter, is the lead. She's the lead musician. But since that time, I have now watched the entire thing and I'm fully obsessed. (laughs) I've been seeing ads for it everywhere. It looks really cute. It really is. It's so cute. Honestly, it was a slow start. I will say if anybody's tried it and given up on it, it definitely took like episode four for me to get into it because I kind of just had it on in the background and I was doing other things and I was like, wait, (laughs) (laughs) it took you four episodes to get into it. Yeah. Yeah, I would say it was around episode four, maybe. Okay. That's kind of a long time. Like, I feel like if if I don't like it after, like, the second episode, I'm I'm probably going to give up on it. Well, that's what I mean. Don't just sit down in front of it. Like, just kind of have it on and be doing okay. other cleaning, organizing, you know, where it's just on, and then it'll just grab you at some point. That's that's what it did for me. Yeah. So it was, it was really fun. It's a, it's a fictional story about this 70s band, and it's just kind of, like, cool vibes and the drama, and I feel like the characters are very well done, so... We love the vintage 70s vibes. Mm-hmm. Yes. It's what's very L2G the... vibes. Oh yeah. What's what's the name of the um the uh, the other like lead actor in it? The guy from it's, the Hunger Games? Yeah, his name's Sam Claflin. I, I know think him. that's how you say it, his last name. Yeah. Sam Claflin. Claflin more mm-hmm. informally known as Finnick from yes. the Hunger Games. <laughs> I am now fully obsessed with him as this musician artsy boy. Um, and he was in some other movies too, Me Before You and Love Rosie. I don't know if you heard those ones. Um, I've heard of Me Before You and not okay. Love Rosie. I yeah. I just remember the poster of Me Before You where he's like there and what is it? It's Amelia Clark in that like mm-hmm. red dress. Yep. I can visualize yeah. it perfectly. <laughs> Never saw it. Don't know what it's about, but I remember the poster. So I think I saw it and didn't like it, but Anyway, he's great. Is that one in this of those one. where he like has amnesia or something? He or has, am I yeah, confusing it's that something with like that. It's either that or yeah, he has some sort of condition that's I think progressive. Oh, okay. I might have been confusing it because there's one with like Channing Tatum where he has amnesia. Oh yeah, that's the vow, I think. Okay. And yeah, it's a Nicholas it. Sparks, I think. Well, maybe they both are. <laughs> Even if know. it's not a Nicholas Sparks, they Give Nicholas Sparks vibes. Vibes. It's giving (laughs) Nicholas Sparks for sure. I would say I saw Love Rosie. It was cute. But this one, definitely now I'm 100% obsessed with him. Yeah. Yeah. So so you must give it a chance. And then also Camilla Maroney, my man's ex-girl. She's also great. I really loved her character in it. She was awesome. This is like her first kind of big acting thing. So I'm here for her. Well, shout out. Good for her. But yes, so let's get into our episode for today. Today, we're going to be talking about prenups. I feel like all of our listeners just clutch their pearls at that moment. Yeah. 
no. prenup. It's not a prenup. I feel oh like. My. <laughs> oh my. Yeah. I feel like prenups kind of have this stigma around them and people don't want to talk about them. People think that as soon as you start talking about a prenup, it means that you don't trust your significant other or you don't believe in this potential marriage. And I think a lot of that has come about because of the negative portrayal of prenups in media. I feel like anytime you watch a movie or a TV show where a character gets one, it's like last minute, day before the wedding, they're blindsided by it. Um, I'm thinking of, because I love Shonda Rhimes, I'm thinking of How to Get Away with Murder. Did you watch that? Um, yeah, I watched the first few seasons. Okay, okay. So yeah, in season one, I remember one of the main characters, Michaela Pratt, she's about to marry this yes. guy. Yeah, his mother like comes in last minute and is like, we won't support the marriage unless you sign this prenup. And anyway, it's a whole thing. And I feel like that's just a common theme. It's always a negative thing. And it is always last minute. And yeah. Questionable enforcement for those prenups. Right. <laughs> right. So I feel like that, and in addition to media, I feel like how news articles portray it is pretty negative too. Like the words used, um, like demanded a prenup, insisted on a prenup, like those kind yeah. of very aggressive words as opposed to like the couple agreed on it together. Um, Negotiated. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> I feel like I know we were talking about this before, but Gabrielle Union had recently come out about her prenup with Dwayne Wade. And the news articles I was looking at all use those sort of like aggressive verbs. And so I was like, I think that this all just contributes to this negative perception of it when really just like anything in a relationship, communication is key. I feel like it it can be a really great thing for the couple if it's just communicated about and it's not this last minute day before the wedding, something that's just slapped down is, you know, something that's needed. So yeah, it's an, that's an unrealistic portrayal of what they really are and exactly what what they're supposed to do. (laughs) Exactly. So I feel like how I like to think about it is kind of like insurance You get house insurance, you get car insurance, health insurance. That doesn't mean that you think that your house is going to catch on fire or you think your car is going to break down or you're going to have a sudden huge medical emergency. It just means that you want to, you know, put those protections in place in case something unforeseen comes up, you know? So it's just about protecting yourself for those future events. Thanks. That is such a great (laughs) analogy. I've never heard anyone put it that way. And that is really a great analogy for sure. Thanks. I think it's helpful for people to just look at it in a different way. So to start us off, let's just take a step back. What exactly is a prenup, Allie? I'm so glad you asked because I've been dying to explain this. Yes, thank you. (laughs) Uh, So a prenup is a prenuptial agreement. And nuptial, the word nuptial means marriage. You know, pre means before. Um, So it, it is literally a contract that is entered into between a couple prior to marriage. And it typically governs the division of that couple's assets, which, you know, means like their money, property, investments in the event of divorce. And if if that were to happen. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so I think prenups often bring to mind like celebrities or rich people, um, but it's definitely not limited to them. And Fun fact, not all celebrity couples have prenups. Haley and Justin Bieber famously don't have a prenup, um, which I find so interesting. I know. Like, why wouldn't they get one? I don't know. But it's Hmm. their choice, you know? Um, 
And prenups are also, they're not limited to the assets or the property that you have at the time you enter into the agreement. Like you can write a prenup so that it covers future wealth that you accumulate during your marriage, um, can cover things like future alimony payments or by specifying or putting a limit or a cap on the amount that you might have to pay um, a supportive spouse, stuff like that. That's that's what prenups typically cover. Interesting. Um, okay. Yeah. And getting more into that. So, Noelle, can you explain a little bit more like what's typically in a prenup? Gotcha. Yeah. So first, I feel like it might be easier to say some a couple things that are not in one. Um, first of all, they don't typically include anything that has to do with child custody and child support because that's not something you can predetermine. That's something that the court system will deal with later down the road. Um, so that's definitely something that you would not be putting in a prenup before the marriage. And then something else that you don't typically see is anything in there that would financially incentivize a divorce. Basically, you don't want to be getting a divorce as a good business decision. The courts are usually against things like that. So those are kind of some things you don't typically see in them. What you do see in them is exactly what you were just talking about, assets. So assets can include things like you know money, bank accounts, businesses, um, and also property and different types of property. And so I know there's a lot of different types to discuss. Um, Allie, would you mind walking us through a couple of different types of property that might have to do with prenups? Yeah, of course. So there are two main types of property um, that are important to understand when you're talking about prenups, um, the division of assets, and the potential disposition of marital assets like at the time of divorce. So... The way that property is classified affects how it's divided during divorce. And we're looking at two types of property here. One is called separate property and one is called marital property. Um, and, you know, depending on the state you're in, those classifications matter when a court is determining who gets what property um, when these when this couple parts ways. Okay. Um, yeah. So uh, separate property, it sounds like the name. It is property that is owned by the separate individual spouse that acquired that specific piece of property or type of property. Um, it's usually acquired before the marriage. So this can be any kind of pre-marriage earnings, like income, um, property, investments. Um, but it can also include some things during the marriage, like inheritance or gifts to that individual during a marriage. Oh, interesting. Like if it was a gift or inheritance to just that one spouse, yeah. not to both of them. Got it. Okay. Yes. So like, for example, if you're married and your parents die and they leave everything to just you and your name, um, that kind of inheritance would be seen most likely um, at the at, by a court as separate property. And yeah, and other, other separate property can be like if you were – if you purchased a house uh, for yourself – prior to marriage. Um, and that house is in your name. It's deeded in your name. But then after marriage, you decide that you want to live in that house with your spouse. You both live there and you put the deed under your spouse's name as well. That what was separate property has now been converted into marital property. So there are some instances where your separate property can eventually become marital property. Okay. Um, yeah. So just to keep that in mind, it's not always black and white. You know, there are, it definitely depends on whatever facts you're dealing with at hand. Uh-huh. 
Okay, cool. So what about income that you earn individually during the marriage? How would that be classified? That's a great question. So sometimes like income or property acquired during the marriage can count as separate property, but it's a little bit trickier to prove. So you basically would have to show that that property was, you know, or that income was completely individually earned, um, was not commingled with any kind of marital funds or assets. And then it had to only have been used for personal separate expenses, not anything that benefits the marital relationship or your family. Um, and this is not typical. Like, so typically income earned during marriage, even if it's just your salary from your job, if you're mm-hmm. married, that's typically viewed as marital property. It's viewed as income for the for the marriage. That's um, like the default. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Where where I know I've mentioned marital property a couple times now. So now I'll get more into that. So that is property that is owned by both spouses and it is usually acquired during the marriage. So like I mentioned, paychecks earned by either spouse during the marriage, that's marital property. Um, debts incurred by either spouse are typically considered marital property, investments, you name it. Okay, so even a debt that's incurred by just one spouse, like what about that? Like let's say one spouse decides to go back to school and they take out student loans for that or maybe they take out a credit card and get like their own separate line of credit and rack up some debt through that. Like how would that be viewed? Those are both great examples because I think student loans, credit card debt, like these are the most common kinds of um, debt that people are dealing with, especially – you know, at the typically like young ages that people are getting married. So I would say generally that debt acquired by one spouse during a marriage will be the responsibility of both spouses. So just like the income earned is considered the income of both spouses, that debt is considered the debt of both spouses. Um, But, you know, you mentioned student loans, that's really benefiting one person. It's funding one person's education. Um, So if the debt only benefits one spouse, then during divorce proceedings, it's there's the potential that this debt will then be assigned to that spouse in the process that the courts go through called equitable division. Um, But there's a possibility, you know, depending on what state you live in, that it could be assigned to both spouses. So, wow. Yeah. So there's not a guarantee there that you won't have to be on the hook for, you know, your ex's uh, student loan debt after you divorce. Um, so I want to give a, an example, uh, I think a pretty famous example of okay. the disposition of assets and marital property at the time of divorce. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm sure you've heard of someone called Jeff Bezos. I think I've heard of him before. Yeah. The name like sounds vaguely familiar. <laughs> <laughs> Which like, okay, before I get into this example, have you seen that clip going around where Chloe is kind of interviewing Kourtney Kardashian? They're like talking to each other <laughs> You know where I'm getting. I know exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Yeah. So if you haven't seen this clip, it's like Chloe is talking to Courtney and she's asking her, like, she's showing her these little index cards with pictures of people on them and then asking, like, would you take business advice from this person? Uh, And do you remember the first one she showed? Uh... I don't remember. Was it was it Jeff Bezos? I can't remember. Well, now. okay. Well, one of them I can't was remember Rihanna. The plots. Okay. Yeah, it was Rihanna. So like, yeah. <laughs> so she showed her Rihanna, and like Courtney was like, "Obs, I would take advice from oh, Rihanna. 100%. You know, mm-hmm. business advice." And then uh, Chloe showed her a picture of Jeff Bezos, and she's like, "I don't know who that is." Yeah. 
never seen this man, don't know this man. <laughs> the Kiki Palmer, I'm sorry to this man, but I don't know this man. <laughs> I know. To be fair, I don't think Jeff Bezos and Kourtney Kardashian really float in the same circles. What do you think? Uh, yeah, I, I think that's a safe no. <laughs> but that's hilarious. I love that. In her defense, she said she she knows who he is. She just had never seen a picture of him, so. It makes sense. I mean, yeah, he's, it, it's not like the typical, yeah, it's not like Rihanna where everybody recognizes her face. Like, people know his name, but not his face as much. You yeah. know what I mean? No, totally. We yeah. excuse. Like- we excuse. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so back to my fun divorce example. Um, so Jeff Bezos and Mackenzie Scott got married before Jeff Bezos had created Amazon. And when they got divorced, by law, Mackenzie Scott was entitled to half of Jeff Bezos's Amazon shares. Um, because the company started while they were married, his shares were considered marital property. Oh. And yeah. And the state that they were enforced in um, used this equal division of the assets kind of formula. So that's what is that like 50 50 or something? It's basically just 50 50. So they don't, yeah. So there's, you know, this is why it's important to know your state's rules. Um, But it was basically 50 50. So that's why Mackenzie, you know, Scott ended up becoming a billionaire from this divorce. Because she just got half of those Amazon shares. And yes, they did not have a prenup, Noelle. They did not have one. What? I mean, is this, was this a surprise? I just kind of wonder, like, did they truly not know that that's how it would end if it did? Or maybe they just didn't think that the marriage would end? I don't know. I mean, I think they got married. At the time they got married, neither of them were were rich. They weren't considering. You don't foresee that. Yeah, yeah. I think I that no, not very many people are like, I'm going to be a billionaire someday. I, I don't, don't know. know. I feel like some people are. Maybe it's just like the out, the outward, like <laughs> how people present. I guess it's hard to because obviously we don't know how he was back then. So I feel like it's hard to look back like once somebody does have all of that confidence and puts it out there. It's like, oh, maybe there was a time when they themselves didn't even believe that they could do it. But anyway, super interesting. Wild. So I'm sure you're all wondering after all of this, how do you get a prenup? How do you make one? Right? Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Well, (laughs) I think that we would definitely advise that you go to an attorney for sure because that's definitely the way to just give you the most peace of mind. But you absolutely don't have to. There's ways to get a prenup without having an attorney. But that, that's definitely the safest way just so that they have the most specific information on your case. The state that you're in, like you mentioned, um, is can really change what the, the rules and regulations are. So, so that's the best way. But as we know, that can take a lot of time and cost a lot of money. And so that's not always the most accessible option. So thankfully, there's some other ways as well to get sort of some more lower cost options. Um, there's a website called helloprenup.com um, that I was looking into. Have you heard of that? Oh, yeah. Is this the one that was on Shark Tank? 
I think they were on oh, Shark Tank. Yeah, they might have been. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, I don't like keep up with all of <laughs> with all the Shark Tanks, but they might have been one of the ones on there. There's a lot on Shark Tank. There's, a, there's so. a lot on there. A lot of great ideas. But yeah, so that might have been the one on there. So it's a website that you can go to and there's a questionnaire that's sent to both individuals separately. So it's very detailed. The questions are easy to answer, to understand, but there's a lot of them very in-depth. And then the questionnaire sort of matches those answers up. And if there's discrepancies, they flag those as like points to figure out how to communicate and get on the same page. So I think that's a really cool idea and a resource that's available at a much cheaper rate than an attorney maybe. Yeah, I love that it's so customizable. That's Mm -hmm. great. Because I think that's the hard part of, you know, if you're not using an attorney is like, and you're just using some blanket form that you find online is it's hard to know when you're not an attorney, what terms you want to write in to a contract like that, like any contract. Exactly. And not only not knowing what terms, but also just like, what kind of questions do you start asking? You know, like what, what do you just make a list of everything you have, <laughs> all your assets and all your debts? It's kind of like, it, it, where, where do you start? And I think it is good to kind of help people find a place for that as well. Um, so should you get one? I mean, I think that it's, I I think that it's up to the couple. I mean, I think based on everything we've said that there's, there's a lot of uncertainty when it comes to, uh, divorce and sometimes, sometimes marriage. I think, you know, prenups kind of help avoid confusion for distribution of property. They can give each spouse more control or peace of mind, um, in, you know, eventual potential divorce proceedings. And like, let's be honest, guys, like 37% of people in the country or married couples in the country end up getting divorced. Like it's, you know, that's just like a fact. So if you're like a really risk averse person, then this might be for you. If you would rather not do it and this is something that you've talked with your spouse about and you both feel more comfortable not pursuing it, then I think that that's fine too. My husband, Aaron, and I don't have a prenup, but it's something that we talked about prior to getting married. Just like we make every financial decision together and every big life decision together, we talked this one through. And I think that that's really what's important at the end of the day is that you're just having open communication about it. Yeah, that's awesome. And thanks for sharing that personal note as well. I think that, you know, it's good for people to just be open about talking about it, not just spouse to spouse, but also just in general for us to be having these types of conversations about it. Totally. Yeah. So people can hear about ones that worked well for each other and what they did, what the process was like. And, um, you know, I, I know you kind of mentioned the divorce rate and everything, and, and sometimes that's kind of scary to think about. But as we said, like, this is all just to protect yourself and give you peace of mind. And I think that's sort of the big takeaway. Yeah, it doesn't by any means mean you're not rooting for the marriage. I think you can have a prenup and then have a perfectly happy, successful marriage that never ends in divorce. I don't, I don't think that the prenup is in any way connected uh, to the end, you know, of a marriage. I think that it's just, it just depends on, on what kind of insurance you want to have in place. Like Noelle said earlier. Exactly. Exactly. And so, okay. So you mentioned that it was a 37% divorce rate generally, like that's, that's kind of the going, the going rate of it these days. But celebrities, I feel like we hear about them getting divorced a lot more, right? Like all of them are just in and out of these marriages famously. What was Kim Kardashian's like shortest one? 
to like nine months, maybe? something like that. Yeah, six months. Am I Probably. giving her too much time? I, I was honestly, I think there was a shorter one. I th- I can't remember that one guy. I'm like Wait, drawing. I'm like, I feel like there was uh, a two Chris, month one. Chris yeah, Humphries, right? Chris hum- yes, yes. I feel like the basketball or no football player, sports guy. Yeah, I, I feel oh, like no. she had like a sixty day <laughs> one. I, that that doesn't like narrow it down. <laughs> Oh, you're right. You know that was I mean? like her second marriage, right? Yeah, maybe it was annulled instead of divorce. Like maybe it was like too short to even go okay. through a full divorce process. All of we'll the look. um yeah, the Kim K stands. Let us know the history of her Let us know. her marriages. <laughs> right. So it does it, does it happen more often in celebrities, do you think? Or do you think we just hear about it more? I don't know. Uh, no, it definitely happens more often. I mean, I, I think I try to find some rough statistics on this on the internet okay um i think it's kind of it's it's just an estimate that i found so okay the 30 the 37 percent number that i gave for the general public is kind of roughly based on some u.s census uh statistics um and mm-hmm. then i found some some random stats so don't don't exactly fact check <laughs> me on this but 37 exactly <laughs> yeah it's about 37 percent for you know people in the united states and then around 52 percent for celebrity couples. Oh, okay. That's a big jump. Yes. Yeah. So okay. you're a lot more likely to get divorced if you're a celeb, which makes sense because, you know, they have a lot of issues. A lot of pressures. A lot of It's hard yeah. for people to understand, I feel like, what they're going through. I definitely don't. Yeah. I just feel so sorry for rich and famous people all the time. <laughs> <laughs> Must be so hard. <laughs> And not only not only do they get divorced often, I feel like we do hear about them having prenups often too, right? Because they are the ones that have all of the wealth. And so they want to they make sure they have them. that nailed down pat. <laughs> well, speaking of celeb prenups, yes. I found some interesting ones that I thought I'd share. Okay, let's hear it. I'm so curious. Okay, but instead of just telling you, I think mm-hmm. I want to play like a game. Are you I love down? games. I love games <laughs> all day long. <laughs> if there's okay. something I can win, I'm here. <laughs> I don't have a prize, but okay. you can you can just win. Just the satisfaction. Just, That's what I mean. Yeah. If, if it's the something that I can win, yeah, at the end, I'm good. Maybe I'll send you. Maybe I'll send you something in the mail. We'll see. Mushroom coffee. Um, mushroom coffee in the mail, yeah. <laughs> That would be more of like a, a punishment, but yes. okay. Um, so I'm going to give you a little hint. Um, okay. I'm, I'm going to give you some hints, uh, lay out the crazy celeb, you know, prenup term or, you know, whatever it is. And then you have to guess like what celebrity couple I'm talking about. Ooh. Okay. Does that sound cool? That sounds fun. Let's go for it. Let's okay. see. Okay. And before I start, I just want to preface that um, not all of these are enforceable prenups. I'm not <laughs> recommending that you put this in a prenup. And yeah, these are just for fun. So this famous celebrity couple wrote in their prenup that the hubs, the husband, okay. um, a famous country singer okay. could receive $600,000 for every year of his marriage to this Oscar award-winning actress, but only if he maintained his sobriety throughout the marriage. Okay, okay. First thought when you said country singer was Blake Shelton. 
That was my first thought. But then when you went Oscar winning actress, I, I reeled it back for a moment. I'm Gwen's. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'm like, Oof. Oscar. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't, I couldn't quite get a visual of that. So I, I really get back. Now I'm going to my gal, Nicole Kidman. And yes. Is that right? And Keith Urban? Yes. Oh it's my Nicole God, and Keith. <laughs> I got Great it. Great job. I yes. knew you would get it. I knew you would. Okay. Well, I didn't. I haven't heard about him having a substance abuse problem. Maybe that's yeah, so been more he, public than I realized. He does actually. So he okay. had, um, I guess he had like an alcohol and drug addiction. I don't know specifically mm-hmm. what kind of drug or anything, but he actually checked into rehab like shortly after they got married kind of ironically oh, wow. enough. Um, but I think he's doing okay. well. I mean, I didn't read anything recent about that. So that that was a while ago. They got married in like 2005 or 2006. Mm-hmm. Yeah, they've been together a long time. Yeah, they're so okay. cute together. That's really interesting. I mean, I'm trying to decide like how I feel about that. I mean, I guess that's a good incentive to make. I mean, I feel like you're... <laughs> Your incentive has to come with, from within and not from, like, a financial tie. But, I mean, I guess it's, like, yeah. in good faith, maybe. I feel like it's kind of an incentive. I feel like it was incentivizing yeah. him to stay sober for the, the, you know, the strength of their marriage. I mean, mm-hmm. it's not like it was punishing him that, like, every right. time he went, he had to give something That's up. That's true. You know? That would definitely be a different story. Yeah, but we love them. We love Nicole and Keith. Yeah, so that's that's their little prenup story. Cool. Um, so right. I have another one. This is my second example. Perf. Let's hear. Um, it. So this power couple, this power couple of musicians, okay, outlined in their prenup that every child, the famous singer, had. So the woman <laughs> gave birth to. <laughs> Every child that she gave birth to would entitle her to $5 million in a payout, you know, if they were to get divorced. $5 million in a payout. Okay. Well, since her child for every child child she gave birth to. That's wild. I mean, honestly, every woman should get $5 million every time they give birth. That's a side note. But I agree with that. So, okay, you say musician power couple. I feel like I can't think of anyone else other than Beyonce and Jay-Z. Like, I don't understand who else it could be. Ding, 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 ding. Yay. (laughs) Two for two. Yes. Can you believe that they had that in their prenup? That's wild. The fact that they just had – $5 million is probably not a huge sum of money. I mean, it is a lot, but for them – it's a lot smaller amount. Yeah, but it's still, I mean, that still entitles Beyonce to quite a lot if they were get divorced. I mean, it is. how many kids have they had now? I don't even remember. I know. What? Like four? Three. I was going to say three, but yeah, maybe four. Yeah, because the twins. So yeah, I think, it, yeah, maybe it is four. Yeah. Um, no, that that's super. I, I need like a calculator, like Beyonce, Jay-Z money converted to normal dollars. Like what is $5 million to them? <laughs> Like an inflation converter. Yeah, exactly. I need I one of those that. like Google Translate things, but honestly, that probably exists somewhere. Yeah. I imagine that it does. <laughs> or you could so probably funny. like type in their net worth and then use that. Figure it out, calculate. Yeah. It. <laughs> Amazing. So uh, this is my last little uh example. Okay. And it's not it's not like a specific prenup term, but it does still do prenups. Mm-hmm. So uh, this Hollywood couple wrote their prenup on the back of a cocktail napkin and the prenup was eventually ruled invalid by a judge when they got divorced. And my hint for you about the couple, okay. 
um, is that it was a famous director and an actress that's not quite as famous anymore, but was more famous in like the 70s and 80s. Oh, famous director. Is it James Cameron? James Cameron and what's her name? Uh, You're getting close. So he was nominated for Best Director this past year at the Oscars. It's my next one. Oh, Steven Spielberg? Uh, Yes. Yeah? Okay. I don't – I'm like, who's he married to? So they're not married anymore. Okay, okay. um, Amy Irving. I actually did not know her before finding this. So she's in the the movie Carrie, like the old – um, oh, okay. Based yeah. on the Stephen King novel, yeah, I, mm-hmm. she's not like the main character in that, but she's some part in that, and yeah, she has like a nomination for an Oscar and everything. But I was like, yeah, I've never heard of her, but we've all heard of Steven Spielberg. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Wow. And okay. Interestingly, so interestingly, yeah. yeah. No, what were you gonna say? What were you gonna say? Well, I was gonna because you said it. It was invalidated. Is it because it was on a napkin? <laughs> like, do you know? Okay. <laughs> I'm curious. I don't. I don't actually know. <laughs> okay. I don't know. It's. <laughs> It could have been invalidated probably for a number of for reasons. Other whether, yeah, maybe they found that it was not a finalized document. Um, <laughs> They're like, we can't enough. read this because <laughs> it's wet and we can't read any of the words anymore. Yeah. I mean, you could you could write a valid contract right. on a napkin. You could write a valid contract on a bathroom wall. Mm-hmm. Um but Anything. there's a lot that goes into whether it's enforceable after the fact. I was just curious. Yeah. Yeah. I know. I'm going to have to find it. I'm going to have to find like out why. the case. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I thought that was really interesting. And they had dated, I guess, before getting married. And he okay. had, like offered her the part for, what is her name? Marion in Indiana Jones and the Raider of the Lost Ark. And then they broke up. And he was like, no, you can't be in the movie anymore. And then they got married Mm -hmm. and then they got divorced. And this case happened. He lost nearly half of his net worth during the divorce, which at the time was like he had to pay her a hundred million dollars. And that was like in the eighties. Wow. Yeah. Well, we can definitely convert that inflation, figure out how much that would be now. That's a lot. A wild amount. And I'm sure he's made like at least tenfold that amount of money since then, in the past yeah. 40 years yeah wild wow okay so I got the first two right the, the second or the third one I got after an extra hint <laughs> that's okay though because so I had a I feeling <laughs> you win two out of three that's that's a win for me <laughs> I'll send you a little special present in the mail okay yay I can't wait <laughs> well thank you for bringing those um to our listeners, if you have any wild celebrity prenups that you've heard about, let us know. We're curious. Yeah, or your own wild celebrity, your own. Your, your own wild personal prenup. Yeah, we want to know. Okay, great. So let's wrap it up with a quick smash smash or pass. I have yes. two options for you. Okay, somebody you mentioned earlier, Haley Bieber. What do you think about the Haley Bieber nails? I got to know. The are we talking about the like glazed donut nails or the pearl yes. ones? The gla- okay. Oh wow, the distinction between the glazed donut and the pearl. 
<laughs> so specific. <laughs> well, okay. Like last it. year, it was all about the glaze, or it was all about the pearl. The pearl was last year. year. Yeah, yeah, the glaze is the new, the new Haley Bieber nails. Yeah. Okay, I'll admit it's a smash. I think they're so cute. Yes. But I tried doing them at home, and they did not look come out looking like that. <laughs> really? What did you try? Like, how so, did you do it? I mean, I have like I have gel nail polish. I have a mm-hmm. like brown gel, and then I have the like iridescent, um, like ho- holographic powder right. or whatever. The, yeah, that you rub onto it. Yeah, so I've been able to recreate the pearl ones like at home really easily, but for some mm-hmm. reason the glazed donut ones were not looking right. So I think okay. I just need a different color brown maybe. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, I was looking at different ones and I was looking at the glazed donut ones because I need to get my nails done this week. And I you was thinking about it. trying it. Yeah, I don't know. You should do it. They're really cute. Okay, smash. maybe I'll try it out. Smash. So it's a smash. Okay, great. Um, Second one, I'm going to bring a prop for this one. Oh my gosh. <laughs> What do you, this is like, I, when we do this, I feel like it's like charades. Yeah. Like I'm having to, like the opposite of charades where you're showing me something and I have to describe it. Yeah. Oh, wow. <laughs> describe it to our listeners. Okay. Yeah. What do you think about, I'll say what it is, about the Easter Reese's peanut butter cup eggs? Oh, are those a, a smash? smash? Yeah. Why are they better than regular Reese's Cups? Right? They're so much better. I think it's the peanut butter to chocolate ratio. Like it's There's more. more peanut butter. I think mm-hmm. it makes it better. And the, the chocolate's like slightly softer in the shell yeah. form. Yeah, because it doesn't have the little crimped edges because that part yeah. is always hard on the outside. They're yeah. so good. I'm addicted it's to It's a smash. Them. That's the best time of the year is when the easter eggs, the eggs are giving me the reese's mm-hmm. <laughs> the reese's eggs yeah they're even better than the trees like i do love the trees too but the eggs are the oh, best the trees were just a cheap knockoff of the egg you know they were trying Agreed. to just make it multi-holiday yeah you know? but just give us the eggs at just the one christmas time too <laughs> there's just... a, yeah there, but there's enough like other christmas you know holiday candy forms like give us this one special one for easter we love it <laughs> yeah agreed smash it's yay smash. both smashes okay great well that's all we have for today so thanks for listening thank you for listening to this episode of licensed to gossip tune in next week for more juicy hot goss with a legal twist this episode is produced by Ryko Theatricals. Follow us on all the socials at License to Gossip and DM us to share your thoughts on our latest debrief. Don't forget, I'm Allie. And I'm Noelle. Later, Later babes. babes.